0: After an exciting overtime victory against the New York Knicks, where obviously there are a lot of positives to talk about, one of the negatives to talk about in that game was, of course, Russell Westbrook. And to be honest with you guys, as we all know, Russ has been a negative for most of the season. And the real question mark is where do the Lakers go from here with Russell Westbrook? We're going to talk about all that today and a little bit more, of course, here on the Laker Hand Podcast. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Now, John, listen, the last two Laker games, the one against the Clippers, which unfortunately resulted in a loss, and then, of course, the one most recently on Saturday night against the Knicks, which was an exciting overtime win, I think one could argue that these were two of the most exciting games played all season.
1: I think you're right, Hannah. At least for me, they were. Uh, Let's start with the Clippers for one second. You know, I'm going to be honest with you, Hannah. I hate losing to the Clippers. You know, I'm a diehard Laker fan, and unfortunately— if we're going to be honest about it, the Clippers have pretty much dominated the Lakers for 10 years now. And we've suffered a lot of defeats to the Clippers, but this was maybe the most heartbreaking of all, because we should have won that game. We could have won it at the end. We should have won it. And just seeing Anthony Davis with tears in his eyes after the game, after that, you know, that last second shot that he took, looked like it was going in, but didn't. And so now we have the Knicks, which is another big game for the Lakers. And, uh, you know, I'm going to say the first half of the Knicks game, I think most experts agree, and I think fans would agree as well, was maybe the worst performance by the Lakers all season.
0: I think one could argue that the first half of both the Clippers and the Knicks games were two of the worst first halves the Lakers have ever played all season. And then the second halves were two of arguably some of the best, most exciting halves. Now, uh, going first, starting off with that Clippers game, you know, Dad, I completely agree with you. Obviously, you never want to lose against the Clippers, especially that Clipper team without Kawhi leonard and paul george uh it was a very very exciting fourth quarter very exciting last couple minutes i know that last shot is really gonna haunt ad because you know it, it definitely looked like it was going in he had a great look so the lakers should have won that game And i know they're definitely kicking themselves that they didn't but then to uh back it up with the Knicks game where of course first half absolutely awful but in the second half they came out swinging and down. i want to talk a little bit about that game because of course Uh, The big news was LeBron James actually returned. You know, I think a lot of us were speculating that he probably would not be getting uh, starting again until after the All-Star break. I think we all kind of expected the Lakers to rest him, but he uh shockingly returned and he played exceptionally well as he has been the entire season 29 points 10 assists 13 rebounds a steal uh a triple double for the king after missing a few games he was excellent and then dad the player that uh i know was the superstar in that game was malik monk i mean dad malik monk outscored the new york knicks himself in that third quarter he was absolutely phenomenal ended with 29 points and two assists you know had made four three-point shots shot 11 for 20 from the floor i know i can you know agree with my laker family we say i am extremely excited about malik monk and in a season where there has uh, not been too many positives and too many exciting things happening i think we can all agree that malik monk has definitely been a very big bright spot for the purple and gold
1: and i would say malik monk has been the biggest surprise and the biggest you know positive of the entire season for the lakers you know, I think everybody was hopeful when he joined the team, but you know, he's he's been more than hopeful. I mean, he's killed it for a good part of the season. He's been the shooter uh that the Lakers haven't had really in a long time. And not only that, you know, his offensive game is so varied. He can, you know, really uh, put the ball on the ground and get to the hole and and uh, create his own shot. Really amazing. So my three quick takeaways from that game are number one, LeBron is playing at the highest level of any player his age has even, even dreamed of playing. Number two, And we'll talk about this in a moment. Anthony Davis, I think, is right now the last few games played the best basketball that he's played certainly since his first season when the Lakers won the title. But maybe even better than that time. He has been dominant. And then, of course, we have Malik Monk, who has been the shooter they really, really need.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about Anthony Davis, Dad. I'm happy that you brought that up because, listen, uh, we said it. Since the Lakers really signed AD a couple of years ago, that the Lakers were only going to go so far as AD was going to take them. Of course, the season that AD stayed healthy, we won the championship. Now, of course, the Lakers didn't really have any injuries that season, and uh, LeBron also stayed healthy, which was, of course, a huge key, but unfortunately, um, Anthony Davis has just been plagued by injury after injury, and this season has really been no different, but Dad, I mean, listen, since returning from that that MCL sprain, he has just been playing some of the best basketball of his entire career. Dad, you mentioned, you know, the, the previous game against the Knicks. He had 28 points, 17 rebounds. I mean, 17 rebounds, Dad, as well as three steals, uh, three assists and four block shots. I mean, Anthony Davis is just playing out of this world. He's been, you know, getting double-doubles each night. He's been blocking I don't know what his average is in terms of blocks right now, but it's got to be at least two. I mean, he has not only been playing exceptionally well on offense, but he has definitely taken it to heart and been really locking down on defense and trying to lead this purple and gold team to a much better defensive team.
1: Yeah, you're right, Hannah. We always said that LeBron James is going to be LeBron James. I mean, we figured at some point he was going to slow down but certainly not this year he's not so that really comes down to Anthony Davis and you're right the Lakers are going to go as far as Anthony Davis is able to take them and if he can continue to play like he's played the last few games you know uh, we have a chance to get back into the mix after the all-star break Um, but Hannah Russell Westbrook I think we have to talk about him I I, anybody who watched that Knicks game I mean it was about as embarrassing as anything I've ever seen one for ten from the floor some truly awful turnovers, um, very, very poor defense, so so bad that in the overtime – first of all, not just the overtime. He didn't even play very much in the third and fourth quarters. I think they brought him back with three minutes to play in the fourth quarter because they figured they had the game won, and if they didn't bring him back, it was going to look bad. So they brought him back, and what happened? The Knicks tied the score and sent it to overtime, and in the overtime, it speaks volumes that he didn't play.
0: Yeah, and then look what happened for us in the overtime. We, you know, we won pretty handily there. We pretty much dominated the overtime. I mean, Dad, as much as it pains me to say, because I was really excited about Russell Westbrook, obviously I had my concerns about him going into the season. Of course, his shooting is never going to be, uh, you know, the best. He's no Steph Curry. But listen, Russell Westbrook at one point in time is one of the best point guards. And I was really hoping that he was going to be able to get back to that rust that we, you know, were accustomed to seeing a few years ago. I was so excited to watch him play alongside AD LeBron. We had finally gotten our third superstar. Obviously started off the season uh, a little bit rough, but I was, you know, obviously being patient to be expected. It takes some time to gel to get that chemistry, but dad... I think it's just uh, pretty safe to say. I don't know if Russell Westbrook is just done in his career, if it's just not working with the Lakers. But, I mean, well, I know it's just not working with the Lakers, but the most frustrating thing, Dad, is we are giving him all of our money, all of our cap space, where... If we wanted to, which I think the Lakers very much do, and I think they very much should go out and sign Malik Monk this offseason, we can't even do it because we have Russ's humongous contract. Yeah,
1: Hannah, it's it's not just that Russ is not fitting. Again, I've been defending Russ all year, and there have been times that he's played well, but the times he's played well have been the times when Anthony Davis and LeBron James have been out, and he's had the ball in his hands, and, and he's had some pretty good games. But He's shown no signs of being able to fit in with them when they're on the court. And you're right, Hannah, even aside from the fact that he hasn't played very well, he's taking up the entire cap space on the team. If we had another $44 million, and by the way, $47 million next year, we could go out and get three or four really good players for that. But now we can't get anybody. The trade deadline, as we know, is coming up in just a few days. There's been some big moves already, including a move the Clippers made the other day. But the Lakers have they have no assets they and they've got no cash they've they've got nobody they can sign it's It's really an untenable position and I'm not sure where we go from here, but they got to, i I'm now of the mind they have to try to jettison. Uh, Russell Westbrook. If they can't do it at the trade deadline, they've got to do it in the offseason.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know what to do either, to be honest with you. And it's hard because, again, he's making so much money and he's playing so poorly. But just that contract in general, no other team is interested in, in trading for him. So, I mean, it's kind of a disaster at this point. I mean, I I agree with you, Dad. We tried to remain positive. We were defending him at the start, but I think it's pretty safe to say that he just does absolutely nothing. And, you know, forget about what he does nothing on the offensive end. He's a turnover machine and he just cannot play defense to save his life.
1: Yeah, Hannah, that's been the most surprising thing to me. You know, obviously, I've been watching Russell Westbrook since he was at UCLA and I was always under the impression when he was in college, he was primarily a defensive player. I don't know that anybody expected he was going to come in, into the NBA and actually lead the league in scoring one year. But at this stage of his career, I mean, he is just not a good defender. That Clipper game is is, is a good example. I mean, Reggie Jackson was really beating him badly. And on that last play, and I hate to go back and even think about it again, we talk about Anthony Davis missing that last second shot, but it never should have come to that. Okay. Cause the Lakers were ahead and Reggie Jackson just came right down and got an easy layup. That never should have happened. And, you know, I think Russell Westbrook was his main defender. There was a switch and Austin Reeves was there, but I, I think he was really Westbrook's guy and he just scored so easily. And, and that was just shameful in that situation.
0: Yeah, it just it really is such a disaster with Russ. I mean, he's a liability on offense, he's a liability because he turns the ball over, he's a liability on defense. And I hate to break it to you or I hate to say this to you, Dad, but I mean the Lakers just clearly play better basketball when he is not on the floor, which is why they won that game against the Knicks, because they benched him in overtime. Yeah,
1: I mean Hannah, I think I think the game before the Clippers, his defense was so bad. I think he didn't even play much against the Knicks in the third and fourth quarters. And as I said, I think they only put him in with about three minutes or four minutes left to go because it looked like the Lakers had the game in hand. But then they, as soon as he came in, they, they started blowing it defensively and they tied the score and sent it into overtime. And I think it was very, very telling that Russell Westbrook did not play in overtime. And I think that had something to do with the game before against the Clippers.
0: And here's the thing. I mean, I would say, okay, so we just don't play Russ that much we just don't play him in the clutch, but then you look and you're paying the guy forty seven million dollars. So you're paying him forty seven million dollars to uh sit in that fourth quarter. I mean it's just it's absolutely atrocious and it's embarrassing and I know he's embarrassed. I mean this is kind of you know destroying his career in some ways or at least his legacy. So I mean Dad, the real question mark is where do we go from here? If you're head coach Frank Vogel, what the heck would you do with Russell Westbrook?
1: Well if you're not willing to give up on this season, I kind of think you have to try to trade him at the trade deadline. And again It's less because he's playing poorly and more because we just don't have any cap space. There's going to be some good players moving at the trade deadline. I I can tell from the way this is shaping up. There's been a few good players that have been traded already in the last few days, and I can tell from the sort of the way things are going and the names that are being thrown around. There's some guys out there the Lakers would like to have, but they just don't have any cap space to sign anybody.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. No team wants to trade for Russell Westbrook because his contract is so huge and he is playing so poorly. So I, I don't know how you even get a team to bite.
1: Yeah, well, certainly, Hannah, it's going to be very, very difficult. Uh, there's no question about that. But, you know, at least reportedly, there are a couple of teams that may be possibilities one is Houston and one is the Knicks, you know, um, and the Nick guys who they've been tying to the Lakers, Evan Fournier was one of them and uh, Alec Burks, who played quite well last night. I mean, that would be great to get, you know, if you could have role support players like that, that would be fantastic. But I don't know if the Knicks are going to do that, and I think the Lakers are going to do so. The Lakers are going to have to throw something in to sweeten the pot, and that that could be their next first round draft pick. Which they've got so few. That's I hate to give that up. So look, the Lakers are in a very very difficult situation. The front office has not played this well. Whether that's LeBron James's fault, whether it's Rob Palenka's fault, I don't know whose fault it is. But the Lakers are in precarious position. And uh, I don't know where it's going to end, but I know these are you know these are important times. They got to try to figure this out.
0: Yeah, and I mean obviously a trade deadline is really just a few days away now, so we've got to try to figure out quick and. I mean, I think that the Lakers would love to try to trade Russell Westbrook. I just don't know if it's if it's plausible. But I mean, Laker fam, I do want to hear from you. Do you guys think the Lakers should try to trade Russell Westbrook? Do you think any team would bite? If so, what team do you think would be the most realistic uh, situation for that trade? Let me know. You can of course tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. and of course message me on Instagram. Think that's uh, gonna be it for tonight's show. But until next time, Laker dad is Laker hand, and Laker dad are out. Bye everyone.